Good Saturday morning, everybody. Welcome into another edition of the Daily Juice Podcast. My name is Matt Peralt. You can follow me on Twitter at Sports Talk Matt here off of bettingpros.com. And this is always being brought to you by BetMGM. Last night sucked. So BYU boat races Houston to a 22 to nothing score in the fourth quarter when Houston's got a nice and cushy lead. Really, if we had any points in the fourth quarter from Houston, we win that teaser. Man alive. So that's the second straight day where an in-game two-leg teaser doesn't hit. Now, you see why the books give you minus 105, right? It's hard to hit it. But, you know, actually, well, no, actually, we hit one of them, right? No, I'm sorry. Let me take that back. We hit that on Thursday. We hit the in-game teaser. So, no, okay, so we were one and one on those. We got, unfortunately, SMU wins the game in overtime but they don't cover the six-and-a-half-point spread. So that's a stinker, and really, I mean, it was over. By the time we went to overtime, it was over because you don't kick the extra point in overtime, and that's just really not fun. So 0-2 night last night. You couple that with Tampa losing again to the Houston Astros, and Friday night was a disaster. So, yeah, there's some new guys tuning into the podcast, and look, I appreciate you guys coming in. So let me reset something here for all the newbies. And this is awesome. Look, we're, we're growing, and I love this. The hashtag Daily Juice on Twitter. It's picking up a ton of momentum. It's really fun. But understand that this is a marathon, not a sprint. You don't need to tweet me and say, I started listening to your podcast on Thursday. I've lost three bets, and I'm no longer going to listen to your podcast. Like, gr- great. I mean, you're not who I want really listening to this, to be quite honest. I, I don't want short-term people who are going to jump in and jump out. I want people who are going to be committed to realizing how hard this is, and it's a marathon, right? I mean, I told you guys this before, but pretty much like we've gone through four months, and I think we're either down a couple of units or up a couple of units. Like, this is what we're going after 53%. That's what we're trying to get to. We want to make money. We're trying to make money, but it's entertainment. It's for fun, and it's part of the community, and we're enjoying this. I mean, last night was awesome. I was on DMing with like five guys last night going back and forth throughout the whole game, like trying to game theory how we're going to get home for that teaser. And, you know, they had different ideas. Some of them had four they had four leg teasers, and they had used Houston as being part of it. And look, the over came through, and then BYU did the FU touchdown. I mean, you know, I thought Mormons were nice. <laughs> I'm kidding. But, man, you thought they might take a knee there, run the clock out. They're up by 10, and they go in for that touchdown, and they score, and they win by 17 points, and it's just a kick in the nuts. If you had the over, that was a lucky win. I mean, it was a bad beat. If you had the under, that was a bad beat. If you had what we had, it was a bad beat. If you had a teaser on any leg, it was a bad beat. So those are those things are going to happen. You know, we, we had a couple of good days in the Sunbelt Conference on Wednesday and Thursday, and then Friday, not so good. So look, it happens, right? I mean, you just pick yourself back up and we get going here today on a Saturday. Now, here's the thing about Saturday. I have a hedge bet coming, which if you guys have heard the Daily Juice before, you know I'm, I'm doing this with the Astros. It's a hedge bet. I've got one side in college football. I've got two legs, uh, sorry, two plays for totals. And then I've broken up one unit bet on the main events for both the boxing fight and for the UFC fight coming up here tonight. This is an awesome sports day. I don't like the card for college football. Going to be complete. 20% of the games that were supposed to be on the card today are off due to COVID-19. This is the worst weekend we have had so far in college football due to COVID-19. So 
this is not a card that I really want to get too heavily invested in and involved in, and I kind of want to save things, hold back a little bit, and make sure that we really can go strong into Sunday for what will happen for the NFL in week number six. I like the NFL card a lot more than I do the college football card here on a Saturday. So I'm coming in here, and you know I, I don't feel great about everything I'm playing here, but these are plays and bets I have made so far here today. So one baseball, three college football, two in fighting, one UFC and one boxing that I'll get to here in just one second. But first and foremost, if you want to get a BetMGM account for new users with the Juice 100 code, well, New Jersey, Indiana, West Virginia, Colorado, you bet $1 on any game, okay? Any game in the NFL. You pick one team to win. If a touchdown is scored in that game, you win $100 in free bets. It's easy. It's simple. You can't get easier than that. My goodness. $1 to win $100. Either team scores a touchdown. Bet on one team to win. Juice 100 is that promo code you're going to use. It's valid in New Jersey, Indiana, West Virginia, and Colorado. Go to BetMGM for ter- bet M- sorry, BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. You must be 21 years of age or older, and you must be located physically in Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, or West Virginia. Please gamble responsibly. If you do have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado and Nevada, 100Gambler in New Jersey and West Virginia, or 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. So the live stream hits you tomorrow morning at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific time off the YouTube channel for Betting Pros. If you have not subscribed, we're trying to get to 1,000 subscribers. We're at like 8,000. 30. So we're close. We're churning away and chipping away and trying to get that. We're going to give away the Clyde Edwards Elair autographed chief helmet coming up at the 31st of August, on the 31st of August. So you still have some time to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher and then send the picture of that screenshot you take of the review to bettingpros.com slash juice. Still have time to do that. And if you are both a subscriber to the YouTube channel and you enter into the contest for the Clyde Edwards Ehler helmet, and you win, you get a $50 gift certificate gift card to Pristine Auction. So it's worthwhile to do both, right? Simple, easy, takes you five minutes to do it, and you could have a really cool piece of memorabilia plus 50 bucks from Pristine Auction. So that's all coming up. So live stream for all the player props that we're going to get into coming up. I'll have player props for you on Sunday morning, answering questions and just hanging out and talking about how are the Patriots playing with this COVID problem and should the Broncos be nervous and what happens with Drew Locke and now you've got, you know, here comes a couple of really good games. There's some really crap games in the NFL tomorrow, but a couple of really good games in the NFL as well coming up tomorrow. So, all right, for the picks here. Astros, even money. Money line. This is a hedge to get my one unit back. It's even money. I'm taking the Astros, and if the Astros win, fine. I don't like it, but I get my bet back, and we're flat. I hedge. Some people don't. I hedge. I like getting my money back, and I like basically having, you know, I'll win nine units instead of winning ten units. I'm okay with that to get my bet back so I don't wind up losing if the Astros come up and win here today. I mean, goodness gracious Tampa is just so cold at the plate. They're due to bust out of it, but my gosh, the lack of fans 
and lack of travel, I think makes this way worse for Tampa. Like, you can't get out of this nightmare. You just can't get going. No change of scenery, no change of backdrop, no flight, no getting away from your fans, no going into a different hotel, none of that. It's just like Groundhog Day over and over again. And look, do the Astros have more talented baseball players? Yes, we knew that going in. And they're awake, they're confident, and they smell blood in the water. My goodness gracious, Tampa's going to have to pull a rabbit out of their hat. They're favored, but Charlie Morton, the former Astro, goes to the mound <laughs> today. Oh my goodness gracious. I'm going to watch this game like with my hands over my face, staring through my fingers. If the Astros win, fine. I don't like it, but fine. They win, and then we wind up even. So first bet is the hedge bet, even money on the money line for the Astros. Second bet to college football, game of the night, game of the day, Alabama-Georgia, right? Every other game being played, I don't really have that great of a rooting interest in watching. Like, I might watch Boston College in Vatech. I thought about taking BC there at plus 12.5, plus 13, but I didn't. I, I don't have a huge rooting interest on any of these games. There's nothing there that jumps off the page except Alabama-Georgia. If Nick Saban tests negative again for COVID-19, Saban's coaching in this game. How? I have no bleeping idea. Like, what? Did they give him like a whole blood body transfusion? How the hell did this happen? But he tested negative yesterday. So if he tests negative again, he's going to coach Alabama against Georgia. I don't know if they have to have him to win, but it doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt from a morale standpoint to see your coach get COVID and come back and he's on the sidelines and he's there for you. I mean, you're going to play hard. Kirby Smart versus Alabama. This is an awesome matchup here. I thought about taking the under, but Alabama's defense is scaring the holy crap out of me. I don't know about Bama's defense being able to stop anybody. Their tackling was so bad against Ole Miss. There are all these excuses being made about why they played so poorly and Lane Kiffin's ability, how great he is to call plays. It just scares me a lot. I'm very concerned about Alabama's defense, so I had to stay away. Betting unders in anything in college football or pro football right now is really, is really dangerous. It just... Not really worthwhile, so uh, I'm going to stay away from that, and I'm going to take Mac Jones in Alabama at home here. I'm going to lay the four and a half points. The line was six before, and then Saban got sick, and it dropped to four. It ticked back up to four and a half. I'm going to take the four. I mean, I'm going to say Saban's going to coach. This is Bama. This is what they do. They'll find a way to get Nick Saban on the sidelines, and so I get a point and a half of value from where where it was to where it is now at four and a half. So I laid the four and a half with Alabama against Georgia. I think these receivers get going. Najee Harris is the key, okay? You want to know, is Alabama going to win the game, yes or no? Does Najee Harris have a big game running the football? If Bama's offensive line can move that defensive front from Georgia, and if Bama can run the football and establish the run, then comes play action, then the throw in deep, and then you've got all the receivers waddle and whatnot you can throw to. So I, I really think this is a key for Bama to watch. If they can run the football, they win the game, and they might win the game going away just because Bama is this talented on offense. And Georgia's offense is good. It's just not as good. And I think Bama's defense has got a lot to prove, but I'm worried that they won't prove it. So the total is 57. I don't know, man. I just It could be like a 24-17 game, 20, you know, 28-20 type of game maybe. But I, you know, this is the SEC, which has become the Big 12, and offenses are so far ahead of defenses, I just can't do it. So... I laid the four and a half, Alabama at home, and I think Nick Saban coaches, so Bama minus four and a half for Alabama versus Georgia. 
I got two total plays I want to talk about. Let's get to A&M and Mississippi State. We're in Starkville, which people call Stark Vegas, which I don't like. A&M is favored by five in this game. So A&M's first game went under 46.5. They won 17-12 against Vanderbilt. Their offense looked horrible. And then Kellen Mond got going. And Kellen Mond against Alabama looked good. His defense sucked. 52 points they gave up to Alabama. They put up 24 points, but the total was 54.5. It flew over. Second game against Florida. A win for A&M. Upset win at home against Florida. 41-38 the final. The total was 59.5. It flew over. For Mississippi State, in their first game against LSU, they scored 44 points, and everybody was like, oh my gosh, Mike Leach, here we go, air raid, wow, wow, wow. 14 points in their loss to Arkansas, and two points last week against Kentucky. 24-2, they lost. The total was 57 and a half, and that has everybody really concerned right now as to what's going to happen for this game coming up on Saturday with Mississippi State hosting Texas A&M. Is KJ Gustello going to keep on throwing picks? I think he has nine now. <laughs> Look, I don't mind it because I played the over 56. If you like Mississippi State to win, you're going to hope that you're not seeing that three-star quarterback come in and play like he did against Kentucky. That was ugly. Costello thought the world was his against LSU, and really it was just LSU's defense. But I'm just not that thrilled with A&M's defense, to be quite honest. I don't think it's that good. And if you just look at the game against Alabama, look at the game against Florida, I just don't think that they're that great. So I think this is a chance for a bounce-back spot here for the offense for Mississippi State. And at 56. I, I just need them to get here you know, into the 20s because I, I think you're going to see A&M score a bunch of points here. I know Mississippi State's defense has been somewhat stingy, you know, but this is it's still a team coached by the Pirate, okay? So it's like, does he know defense? So I'm going over 56 here for Texas A&M and Mississippi State. And our, my third play for college football is Duke and North Carolina State. So let's talk a little bit about Duke for a second. Their last three games, 45, 53, and 53 and a half, and 52 and a half. Virginia, Vatek, and Syracuse. Over, over, over. All right? Every game's gone over by 13, 9 and a half, 15 and a half. Uh, they've given up a bunch of points, gave up 38 to Virginia. They gave up 38 to Vatek. They gave up 24 to Syracuse. Okay? They're taking on NC State who also, in every game so far this year, NC State has allowed a ton of points and the over has hit. Against Wake Forest, the total was 53. That cleared it by 34 points. Against Vatek, 56.5. They cleared it by 12.5 points. Against Pittsburgh, 45.5. It cleared it by 13.5. And, and then last week against Virginia, 58.5 50, 58 point was the, was the total. 38-21, it just gets home for a victory for NC State, but it goes over. Here it's 58, okay? 58 points is the total, and I'm taking the over. I'm taking the over, and I think this is an offense for Duke that's going to put up some numbers with David Cutcliffe. Back and forth battle in the ACC. It's another one of these, does anybody play defense anymore? Does anybody care anymore? It's just I think both these teams are going to score, and they're going to score a lot. I think both these defenses are not that good. 
I mean, yards per play, both these defenses, 5.6 and 5.5, giving up yards per play. You move the football on Duke and NC State, and I think we're going to see a whole lot of points being scored between Duke and NC State coming up here today. So we're going over 58 for Duke and NC State. So three plays in college football, Alabama minus 4.5, Duke, NC State over 58, and Texas A&M and Mississippi State over 56 are the plays for college football. Like I mentioned, it's a lighter day. I'm not going all that heavy here. Let's talk about combat sports. Do you guys realize that ESPN is airing? Everyone's saying it's it's free. No, it's not free. You pay for ESPN with cable, but it's not pay-per-view to watch Lomachenko versus Lopez. Lomachenko is the Matrix. He's 32 years old. He's fought a million fights amateur-wise. He has a really uncanny ability of moving in the ring and getting angles and just frustrating the holy hell out of his opponents. Lopez is talking all this nonsense. He's 23 years old. He's brash. He's going to come in here and he's going to knock out Lomachenko. The problem with that is you have to be able to hit the guy. No one can hit the guy. You can't square him up. He doesn't let you square him up. He frustrates you. He makes you throw, and then he'll get into a position where he's just going to pepper you. He's not a guy who's going to knock you out. All right? I don't. Lomachenko's not going to knock out Lopez. He's just going to outpoint him, and he's going to frustrate him and make him make mistakes, and then he just beats the dude up. All right. The total is 10 and a half rounds. Gives you an idea of what the books think of this. Lomachenko is going to win this fight. I'm really, really confident he's going to win this fight. He's going to win this fight on the scorecards. It's going to go the distance. I'm not laying minus 420 juice, however, on Lomachenko. And I'm also going to sit there and say I'm going to go to the cards because, well, I don't know. Maybe there's a stoppage. Maybe there's an injury. I don't know. I'm, just, I'm not going to go to a prop bet with that because I know Lomo's going to win. I just think it's going to go to the cards. So to me, I'm playing the over. Half a unit on the over, minus 180 on Lomachenko and Lopez to go deep into this 12-round fight. And I'm really excited about this. This fight should be pay-per-view. The only reason why it's not is the division, lightweight division. Lopez is 23 years old. He doesn't have this gigantic resume. And Lomachenko is still a guy who has fought so many amateur fights, won two gold medals. He's just not really somebody in America that everyone knows all about. ESPN's trying desperately to promote it. Top Rank is is dying for this to become a monster trilogy type of fight, Bugatti War type of you know, trilogy, but I'm not sure it's going to get there. But if you have nothing to do, seriously, get in front of a TV set and watch this fight. It's going to be awesome. And the other half a unit, so half a unit on the over for Loma and, Lo- and Lopez at minus 180, I'm going to sprinkle on Brian Ortega and the Korean Zombie the under two and a half rounds. It's even money. The other half unit going on the under. Here's my thought on that fight. All right, if you look at the average fight time for the Korean Zombie, under 10 minutes. Even Brian Ortega here comes in at just a little over 11 minutes. But he has been off since 2018 in the loss to Max Holloway, which is not pretty. Ortega's a guy who the UFC would love to see get in contention here in the featherweight division, or Korean Zombie for that matter, because of the international crowd, the international attention that the Korean Zombie would bring. And this guy is going to go to work, I think, on Ortega. 
I'm a little concerned about ring rust. I know people say it's not a thing. I think it could be against Brian Ortega. Here's the thing that scares me the most about Brian Ortega. Before he took the layoff, his strikes absorbed per minute were 7.36. For the Korean Zombie, 3.73. Ortega gets hit, man. He's a great submission specialist. But the Korean Zombie's not horrible on the mat either. So I think Ortega, if he gets to the mat and gets a sub, maybe he gets it fast. It could happen quickly. He's that good. So maybe the return to Ortega is take it to the ground. Don't get hit. Don't get beat up. For Zombie, maybe it's just come forward and wail on Ortega and knock him out. Because this dude has had some of the more spectacular knockouts in this division. So I know it's a little scary because Ortega is durable and so is Zombie. But I'm going to sprinkle the half unit on the under for even money for Ortega and Zombie at two and a half rounds. Take a half unit and put it on that. So I've got something to watch and something to root for coming up here. I think there's a real good shot that Ortega by submission or Korean Zombie by knockout. That's how this fight ends. Because I think both are possible, I'm going to say that it happens quickly and doesn't happen, doesn't go deep into these rounds. You know, second third round this thing ends and the under comes in for Ortega and the Korean zombie so under at even money half a unit okay so to recap our plays Astros even money to hedge on my plus 1000 bet with the Tampa Bay Rays Uh, you know I got 10 to 1 going so now I'll have 9 to 1 going if the Rays win and if not I wind up even and I get this it's really frustrating but go Rays okay go Rays but Astros even money Taking them on the money line to hedge. Alabama minus four and a half. Duke, NC State over 58. Texas A&M and Mississippi State over 56. Loma Lopez over 10 and a half rounds at minus 180, half a unit. And Ortega Zombie under two and a half rounds, even money for a half a unit. Those are our plays for a Saturday. Remember the Sunday live stream, the Daily Juice podcast drops on Sunday morning with all of my picks and plays, including my favorite little teaser bet that I've got rolling for you. I haven't bet it yet because of the, I'm not positive that Patriot game is going to get played. That's why I haven't given it to you guys and I haven't bet it yet because I want to see more about this Patriots game with the Broncos. I'm just a little concerned about the COVID-19 stuff with the Patriots. I'm not positive that game is getting played, so I may have to pivot to a different bet for my teaser, but that's why you don't have it yet. I'll have it for you on the Sunday edition of the Daily Juice podcast, along with all my other plays, plus the live stream, 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific, we go live Sunday morning on the YouTube channel. Go subscribe to it right now for Betting Pros so you get the the notification when I go live for player props and latest news as we head towards week six in the NFL. My name is Matt Peralta. You can follow me on Twitter at Sports Talk Matt. Let's go on a Saturday. Best of luck to us, and I'll talk to you tomorrow morning for the Sunday edition of the Daily Juice podcast from bettingpros.com, presented by BetMGM. (laughs) 